0: Oh, Recorded live.
1: Hi everybody, it's January 5th, 2017, and it's time for my private audio call tonight. Our special guest speaker is Pete Hendrickson. You know him. You know his website, LostHorizons.com. Welcome, Pete.
2: Well, thank you very much, Angela. It's good to be with you.
1: I'm glad you you made it. I I'm so glad uh, you were able to come on tonight. I was looking forward to speaking to you. It's been such a long time. I. I don't know. The time just goes by so fast.
2: We're all very. Before busy. you
1: know it, go ahead.
2: I say we're all very busy, as you say. It, it flies by.
1: And yeah, sure does. So anyway, what's new with you and and your wife, and and you need to give us a a major update on what's going on since the last time we spoke.
2: Well, um, the uh, the uh, number of. Uh, or the, the the aggregate volume of uh, refunds that uh, cracking the code educated Americans have uh, have uh, uh, achieved is in the billions of dollars now. That's a that's, Jeez,
1: that's a that's a lot of money. money. <laughs> billions.
2: Um, yeah, that's a, the aggregate of hundreds of thousands of uh, of uh, uh, victories in using the uh, actual uh, provisions of the law to. Uh, force uh, one's rights and, uh, and keep control of one's resources. So that's a good thing. Um, my wife, Doreen, is uh, is home uh, here with, uh, with uh, our family, and that's a good thing, too. Yeah. Probably everyone is aware that uh, for 18 months, well, not quite 18, 18 months was the sentence, 14 months was the time actually away. Uh, Doreen was uh, in a, a, a prison in West Virginia, 550 miles from home, uh, for the uh, heinous crime of refusing to perjure herself at the, uh, on the orders of a judge who was uh, trying to uh, assist in the effort to suppress the information in Cracking the Code and, and keep those hundreds of thousands of people that have been using it continuously for more than 13 years now to successfully recover their own property. Uh, uh, because the government doesn't want people to know what the law says, and, and uh, uh, it ordered Doreen to uh, to make false declarations uh, about her beliefs as to whether her earnings qualified as as uh, subject to the tax or not. And uh, Doreen has, of course, not done that, uh, being a person of principle. And uh, so she was charged with contempt of court for refusing to obey that lawless order uh, and uh, and imprisoned after two trials. First one ended in a hung jury. Second one, uh, after the prosecution engaged in some very outright uh, frauds. The um, jury was instructed at the government's request that the unlawfulness of the orders Doreen was accused of criminally resisting was not a defense to the charge. Uh, she was found guilty and uh, ended up spending that 14 months uh, away from us. So today, or or this this past uh, 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 first Christmas that she's been home with us and her first birthday home with us uh, after after, uh, an interlude without. And uh, we're all uh, very happy about that.
1: Yeah, I would be too. Can you... um... Is there any way you could speak directly into your my, mouthpiece or
2: uh, turn up yeah, the volume yeah. a little bit? Has that been a little soft, sorry about that, but uh, yeah you
1: know,
2: do the best I can it's, uh,
1: yeah you're, that's fine. I'm not having a problem, but some of the folks here they typed into the chat that they can't hear you so I'm
2: sorry, Karen right. I'll do my best to <laughs> project a little more i'm uh, <laughs> I'm using a headset, so the the uh, addressing the microphone is kind of a, a mechanical situation that is imposed on me but uh, but i'll try and up the volume a little bit
1: <laughs> well thank you so now that everything's back to normal um how's ever i mean well twenty seventeen should be a good year for you right
2: well i'm i'm hoping so yeah absolutely uh we have an interesting um uh, uh project going on uh one of the the uh uh key uh, efforts to frighten people away from the truth about the tax has been the the threat of frivolous return penalties. And and it was recently uh, uh, revealed that um, IRS officials actually were engaging in forgeries, uh, forging um, supervisor approval signatures on uh, some of the required paperwork involved in the application or or assertion of these penalties. And uh, Uh, So these threats were being made, the the supervisors won't approve these because they're bogus. Um, The assertion of the penalties in the case of a a cracking the code educated filing is based on a a fake argument. Uh, It's known as an argument 44 off of a fake list of frivolous positions that the IRS maintains on its website. It's completely uh, different from the actual official list that the Secretary of the Treasury produces. of actual frivolous positions and the ones for which the frivolous return penalty actually applies. The IRS, because they don't apply to to uh, proper returns, the IRS created this fake list and uh, and uses a, a referenced um, uh, item on that fake list as its uh, pretext for asserting these penalties against people. They, they usually end up being nothing but um, threats that are made but, but um, they're all based on this fake list and as I said uh, not too long ago um, the uh, the, uh, the agency was caught um, uh, in uh, having forged approval signatures on some of the necessary paperwork involved in asserting these penalties uh, and perjuring uh, committing perjury uh, it appears um, I have to say it appears because you know I can't read the mind of uh, of the people who signed these, Declarations in which they make reference to the forged documents uh, sure. as being, you know, like willfully untruthful. Uh, although it certainly appears that it is. <laughs> um,
1: Sounds a lot like uh, those foreclosure scams that it, those notaries it, were signing ri- bogus.
2: It really is outrageous, and and and. But at the same time, it's it's sort of a you know a happy thing in a way because this is the house of cards starting to fall apart. Uh, in a in a big way, and uh, and so um, a lot of uh, the CTC community now, the the people who have received these threats over the years, uh, not a huge number, but but uh, it adds up to a, a few hundred people probably. Um, uh, they're beginning to accumulate the evidence of the hoax being used in their own cases, and. Uh, and uh, so we're looking forward to uh, what might be a very interesting uh, uh, legal uh, proceeding that may take place fairly soon. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, there's there'll be a class action. The the the, the hoax is a very explicit hoax. It's just it's actual you know bogus uh, sure. uh, material uh, posted on the IRS website, and and these uh, these things are explicitly referenced. Uh, by the agency when it is uh, attempting to issue these threats to people to frighten them away from um, accurate and correct filings. And uh, so the, the documentation is right there on their own paperwork, and, and so that paperwork is available through Freedom of Information Act uh, requests. And so uh, uh, those people who have uh, been subjected to these threats have uh, begun accumulating the paperwork, and and shortly there'll be probably an opportunity for a class action lawsuit. That's that's my uh, expectation and my hope, and hmm. uh, uh, so the this is this is uh, something to look forward to. I think uh, going forward into 2017.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you before though. Um, are you counter? Are you suing the the judge for putting your wife in jail for not?
2: I have accumulated the material for a civil action um, on that basis. Yes, over those um, as well as the uh, as the interference with um, uh, her First Amendment rights and Fifth, and Fifth Amendment due process rights in in issuing these orders uh, as well and my own too. I by the way I was subject to the same orders. I was never prosecuted for it for some reason. I think they thought <laughs> I'd be a harder target to deal with in the courtroom, but. But uh, uh, the the judge who issued these um, orders just completely outrageous stuff. This was Mm -hmm. these these things were issued in a proceeding in which the uh, the government, the DOJ, wrote the ruling that the judge signature stamped, uh, including the issuing of these uh, of these lawless orders. uh, One of which, by the way, uh, includes a, a a. declaration about the contents of Cracking the Code, my first book, uh, which the judge later uh, was forced to admit when she was subpoenaed to appear in, in one of Doreen's trials, in Doreen's second trial, she was forced to admit that she never had read the book. <laughs> so She made a declaration in an in actual ruling, in a court ruling, in which she says that the book says certain things, and then six years later, seven years later, was forced to admit, well, she never actually read the book in the first place. <laughs>
1: So first, the, things, you,
2: the things she said yeah. about it were not true. So it's all very. Interesting. I think
1: they're all they're all in cahoots. You know, the IRS, the judges, prosecutors.
2: Well, yeah, I you know I I am not one that uh, that believes that everyone in the in that system is uh, a criminal actor or corrupt. I think that a lot of them simply don't know what they're talking about, and they're 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 not in the habit of being diligent and scrupulous. And careful uh, they're in the habit of just doing what they're told and following you know what they think is the, the book so to speak and uh, and and in fact you know in the case of IRS agents you know at the at, at most levels in the agency most of them do, are doing exactly the right thing that's why people have received those you know hundreds of thousands of, of uh, refunds uh, they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do and uh, and not, uh, not anything otherwise it it is a certain cadre of the agency and a certain cadre of the judiciary that are um, uh, sort of the brown shirts of government. And and, they're they're the ones that that are corrupt and and do the corrupt things. And it's it's just a shame uh, that those people are spoiling um, so (laughs) many things for so many people.
3: Yeah.
1: Ruining lives.
2: Yeah, they absolutely are ruining lives and and their own uh, you know moral standing and their own conscience. How are these people going to talk to their grandkids when the time comes, you know, and their kid, their grandkids are asking, them, "What did you do, mommy?" or "What did you do, daddy?" You know, back you know when you were uh, you know in government, what did you do? What are they going to tell them? <laughs>
1: I don't think most of them have kids.
2: Well, maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. <laughs>
1: I don't think you could live with yourself, let alone tell your children.
2: That's what I'm thinking.
1: You, you know, it's, I don't know. I could never work for the IRS.
2: Yeah, it'd be tough. But, um, although you know, I I I'd I say this. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of the income tax. Uh, anyone who's read my work knows that that that's the case. I I think it's a very fine tax. It's an important and and. Uh, and well,
1: yeah, when it's done right.
2: That's right. When it's done the way it's, it's written, the way that it's intended to be uh, administered, it's a very important tax, uh, uh, has a, a, an important function. Um, so, you know, just being in the IRS by itself, you know, on, on its own, outside of context, uh, shouldn't be a problem for anyone. It's 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 being within a, an organization that is uh, – uh, you know, going full tilt trying to do the wrong thing. That's that's where the problem arises. Uh, and today, because it's so institutionally corrupt um, in its mission, uh, I guess that this is not a place to be right now.
1: I wouldn't want to work for them. I heard that uh, Turkey is throwing out the banks. Really? Yeah, I know I uh, thought uh, it but. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice if the whole world got together and and got rid of these central banker people?
2: Well, you know there are a lot of changes going on in the world right now, uh, Angela, and and uh, and who knows what we'll be looking at a year from now. Uh, the Brexit uh, in, in England was a, a, a an astonishing event. Uh, I
4: know. Uh,
2: Donald Trump being elected president was astonishing. Uh, I'm not necessarily his biggest fan, uh, although I. I I absolutely supported his candidacy, uh, and and I preferred him to the other uh, crop of Republicans,
5: yeah, for yeah. the most
2: part, and and uh, preferred him hugely over Hillary Clinton. So, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I favored the outcome of this election cycle, seeing as the choices were going to be between those two people.
1: Yeah, uh, me too. It's been uh, a long time since I felt that way.
2: Yeah, I've been
1: disappointed a long time. So,
2: yeah, I, I don't know how he's going to end up being. He is not, uh, you know, a guy who's going to dismantle the, the state. Uh, he's not going to dismantle the empire, but he is going to he's going to make some changes of some kind. And and that, that so. system that's there is so sclerotic and and, uh, and embedded and corrupt that any change seems likely to be for the good. So I, have high I hope
1: so. Yeah. yeah, I hope so, and I hope you're right because
2: I I I have a
1: tendency to believe that whoever's in office is there because the powers that be want them there.
2: Yes, yes, and well, you can't so. say that about this guy. Well, I don't know. I, at least He's in office. How does that happen? Well, you know the uh, no, the, it wasn't expected, and uh, and looking at at what's going on right now, unless unless these people are the, the, the greatest acting troupe uh, the world has ever known. And that may well be the case. Uh, they can hire the best, but unless they're the greatest acting troupe the world has known, uh, they are very unhappy that Donald Trump uh, is taking office. And uh, and that is a, as good a sign as you could get. Uh, well,
1: Henry Kissinger is happy about it. So that bothered me.
2: That would, that bothers me too. And you know what? Well, what bothers me is not so much that Henry Kissinger feels that he um, uh, might worm his way into some influence, uh, but that Trump is uh, is listening to him, is giving him an ear. That disturbs me hugely. And there are a few other yeah. similar situations with Trump. That's why I say I don't know how he's going to be. Uh, I, I I know he's not going to uh, be Thomas Jefferson, uh, but.
1: Well, we'll uh, see. Yeah. That's yeah, we'll about all we can do. I hope for the best, but uh, I don't trust any part of the government. No, no, I don't I, know.
2: Nor should you. And, and, you know, we're not supposed to trust them. We're not supposed to put our faith in, in, in people at all. Not one little bit. We're supposed to uh, we're supposed to put our faith in the constitutional structure and insist that it be obeyed. And that means insisting against the people who are in office, because those are the only ones that it needs to be enforced against.
1: And you know what? I always wondered, you know, if they did do the right thing and went constitutionally accurately about the income tax, they'd have to cut their budget so badly because people in the United States, if it was all divvied up amongst the, what is it, 350 million Americans, it would be too much. Nobody could pay it.
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the uh the 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 government would definitely um be in for some belt tightening. Um although, you know, interestingly, the the take from the income tax portion alone um is out of the we're looking at probably a 4.3 trillion dollar budget uh, this this year right now. Uh, the take from the tax would be somewhere in the order of 2.3 billion or trillion out of that 4.3 trillion. Maybe a trifle higher than that, but that still leaves about two trillion dollars of budget, and and that uh, two trillion is uh, probably about the equivalent of the total budget, the total budget for 2005 um, or 2004, maybe. Uh, so it's not exactly like you know anyone's going to go hungry uh, in Washington D.C. if they cut the uh, the income tax portion out, and that... Well, and I'm speaking of the income tax, you know, the complete income tax, including social security, Medicare, and uh, and you know, corporate and personal and the whole everything that would be affected if the if the whole thing were to be um, administered as the law requires it to be. Um,
1: I heard now, today that they're going to get rid of. Uh, they're going to stop funding Planned Parenthood.
2: I heard that. I, I was interesting. That. Very interesting. It's a good start. It, it is a start, um, and I, another thing uh, that, that I think is, represents an interesting start is the uh, Trump's uh, uh, designation of Betsy DeVos as um, uh, Secretary of the Department of Education. Um, uh, it, certainly a, a, an agency or a department that ought to be eliminated completely. The federal government has no business there in the first place, um, but as long as it's going to be there at all, the uh, loss is a is an interesting choice uh she would not be my first choice, but she might be on my list of uh top ten uh uh, uh credible prospects uh you know she's 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 uh, you know a, a, a mainstream republican type uh so she has a chance of actually being confirmed by the senate uh, you know she's uh you know, has paid some dues over the years, and she, but at the same time, she is uh, definitely a non-fan uh, of public education, government schools. Uh, she has uh, she she initiated charter schools in Michigan. Um, she has long been a booster of uh, of a voucher plan. Not a, not a good, a perfect solution to the education situation, uh, but uh, but it's uh, it's far better than the status quo and uh, and education is a really important area. Uh you you hand those kids over to these people for 12 years and uh and you basically have just uh, you know created opposition for yourself.
1: Yeah, monster. <laughs> so in the
2: future, yeah, yeah, you you created somebody that's, that's going to be opposed to the rule of law. And so anything that that puts a dent into that process is a good thing and Betsy DeVos will actually okay. try and put a big dent in it. So You know, there's some there's some upsides to what what Trump is going to be trying to do.
1: Well, we'll have to wait and see. Like I said, I I hope it's good so far. So good. But, you know, a lot of the things he mentioned when he was campaigning, he sort of turned around.
4: uh,
1: He's changed a a lot of what he said, but that's what they all do. And that's why I'm thinking, well, he's just another
2: politician. I agree with you. Know. Him. Uh, uh, he 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 definitely flip flopped in some key areas. It, it, in retrospect, now it it looks as though he were just throwing things out, or in many cases, threw things out that he just figured some little segment of the population wanted to hear, uh, and that would be their hot button issue and would gain him you know some votes, and that was all there was to it. And that's disappointing, uh, but at the same time, we all knew he was shooting from the hip and shooting from the lip all the time. So can't say that anyone didn't, you know, have forewarning that this was gonna be how it would play.
1: Um, you know, there's still people out there saying they're having a hard time hearing you. I hear you perfectly fine. Loud and clear. Um I don't know, uh, Okay. Maybe it's I, on I, I your end, LaFan. Maybe they need just to turn up their volume up. I don't know. Maybe so. I hear you. I hear I, I you can, loud and clear.
2: I can do. I, I don't know.
1: Uh, I don't know what to do about it either. I don't, what do you expect me to do? See, there's loud and clear for me too. The, some of the people can hear you loud and clear and I, like I can and some well, of you folks a, maybe need to you adjust can, your speakers or something. That's all.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Okay, good. Um, Sorry for the interruption there. I'm I'm reading the, the chat. I'm trying to keep up with what they're asking. and uh, Look at the chat. LaFan, I am complaining to the... <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not going to look at the chat anymore, you guys. If you can't hear them, turn up your volume. If that doesn't work, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry, but uh, I can hear him really well. So, so there. So since the last time we spoke, has uh has there been any new uh earth shattering refunds that you can tell us about or
2: Well, um uh lawsuits that
1: have been won? I'd love to hear it.
2: I don't know about Earth Shattering. I mean uh certainly the uh, Doctor Jim uh had a a, a a significant and notable victory, um uh, hundred and thirty thousand uh, dollars that the IRS was uh, was uh, demanding from him and and uh, and uh, after uh, sticking to his guns for what ended up taking about 18 months um, uh, he finally got his uh, sorry for the trouble letter and and uh, the agency slunk away uh, that was a that was a happy victory it's uh, it's actually posted as the uh, lead item on my every which way but loosed loose page uh, of episodes okay. of particularly uh, protracted and uh, involved uh, agency resistance of a uh, educated filing uh, happily too that's a relatively short list of, of episodes I think I have about 48 or 49 posted by now but that's because most people just get their money back without any problem and and it's uh, it, it's only the very rare event that there's something you know that merits posting on that list so but that was a good one uh fairly big big amount of money and and uh and it was uh it was a nice little battle it's well worth reading uh it's uh, all the documentation is posted and including his filing and and so forth so that's
1: what that's what i like about you and your website you put everything is out there for everybody to see you're not holding back
2: absolutely and other than that you know the, the uh uh the, the the victories just keep keep coming along there are a lot of interesting cases i mean every every fifth or eighth or tenth uh, uh victory has some interesting thing about it that generally uh, uh you know i try and post uh, something some interesting for, uh, victory every week or so uh
6: mm-hmm.
2: something that i'm able to say something about hoping to to uh you know help people see certain things more clearly or whatever so uh really the the best thing to do that people can do is is uh, you know read the newsletters regularly read them every week and and uh I, I show what I can show and uh and it's it is as you say generally interesting stuff so
1: yeah there's a a uh, someone here they're saying that after reading your book, I did a return and it was accepted. I was told I would receive a check in six weeks, then told it was frivolous. How would you handle this?
2: Well, as I said early on, the the frivolous thing is a a hoax when it's directed Mm -hmm. at an actual educated filing. Um, There is is no, you know, the frivolous return penalty is a a statutory penalty. It has very specific uh, uh, factors that must be met in order for it to apply to to a filing. Um, the factors don't apply to uh, uh, CTC educated filings Uh, and because they don't and yet because the agency wants to try and discourage people it it uses these scary notices uh, that are uh, assertions of a frivolous return penalty Uh, even when (laughs) it and it uses these uh, sometimes even when it has actually already sent people their money uh, from the same filing you know, Social Security, Medicare, the whole, everything. Um, and yet, you know, a few months later they may end up getting this, this scary letter in the, in the mail uh, from the IRS saying that, that uh, it's being asserted that their return was frivolous. It's, it's silly on every possible front. But they are, they are a hoax. Uh, they uh, uh, are based on the pretext of this fake list of frivolous positions that the IRS publishes on its website Contrary to the actual official uh, Secretary of the Treasury published list, which is posted by the Secretary of the Treasury, and uh, and so people who receive those, like your your caller, uh, who, who says that they uh, they ran into this uh, stall. And by the way, there's no reason to presume they're not going to see their refund uh, just because they've received a notification or a, a you know a threat of a frivolous penalty. Um, uh, what they ought to do is uh, go to uh, uh and on the newsletter page, they'll find a link to Have You Been Harassed by a Frivolous Return Penalty Threat. Uh, the, there's there's a, a link there uh, with that title. Uh, click on that and it will inform that person as to how to uh, get involved in accumulating the documentation uh, of the hoax uh threat penalty threat uh process and 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 accumulate the material that will be uh, necessary for participation in the class action suit
1: Okay, so very was, good. Yeah. Did you have a nice uh Christmas?
2: It was a wonderful Christmas. As I as I said uh, the 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 one before it um uh, we were bereft of uh of uh, my darling Doreen and uh, and it was a miserable, miserable time. Um, the uh, uh, the contrast uh, this year uh, made what otherwise was you know basically a Christmas like any other. Uh, all of which are good, but, but in this case the contrast made it into uh, you know something really sparkling for us, and so it was it was especially good.
1: Good. That's good. I and, hope you uh, do. Thank you. I, I had a quiet Christmas. I didn't do anything, so it was nice.
2: Yeah, that, that can <laughs> sometimes be the nicest way. Yeah,
1: they're always so hectic, usually, and
2: yeah.
1: not this year. <laughs> but uh, thank you for asking. I'm hoping that uh, 2017 will be good for us. It started out really good here in California. Our reservoirs are full, so there's no more drought.
2: That's excellent.
1: So I hope not to hear about global warming anymore. From these <laughs> politician idiots.
2: You know, that's one thing that I think we can count on on the Trump uh, administration to uh, to do is to relieve us of a certain amount of that uh, nonsense. Um,
1: yeah, there's not a I damn think, yeah, thing we we'll can about do about it. it.
2: But, but but we won't hear <laughs> about it in the same way that we have done. Uh, right.
1: Well, it's they're like trying to blame us. Yeah. For it. You know, and not only blame
2: us, but, but use it as a pretext for a, an enormous uh, transfer of wealth from sure. uh, producers to uh, uh, bureaucrats. And uh, it, it it voted fair to be uh, a really terrible thing. And uh, I think we're going to get some relief on that front. Yeah, on the other hand, it's four, 14 degrees here, uh, Angela. So, you know, you're talking oh, about that. California and the reservoirs <laughs> being full. Here, yeah. the reservoirs are also full, but they're frozen solid.
1: Oh, you can ice skate on them. <laughs>
2: yes, absolutely. We
1: don't get that cold here.
2: Yeah, much. I'm sure. What part of California are you in, Angela?
1: I'm in Southern California near Marina Del Rey.
2: Oh, uh, very nice. Very near
1: LAX. And, uh, well, the the snow, they've already gotten seven feet of snow in the mountains, so that's a good thing. But, yeah, we've had uh, rain. All week, and it's supposed to continue off and on, so
2: oh, that's I'm pleased. Yeah, I good. love it. Right. Yep, keep the wildfires under control. No drought. Uh, you got the oh. mudslides to worry about, but not really where you are, so. Uh,
1: that might be, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that are worried, and they're sandbagging, I guess. Yeah. Unfortunate. Uh, but you choose to live in those rustic areas. That's what you got to deal with, that, That's guess.
2: exactly That's exactly right. Yep, it's the price they have to be paid.
1: Anyway, but uh, I'm pleased. I'm happy. It's, you know, mm-hmm. raining. You, you know, half of the people, not half, but a good portion of the people here in California, you know, after being brainwashed with hearing drought, 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 so long, they they turned over their lawns into, you know, rocks and pebbles and no plants. It's starting to look like a desert here in California,
2: and I wow. refuse
1: to do that. Outstanding. Well, my green grass and my green trees, and I don't care. (laughs) I'm not going to turn my house into a desert. But um, a lot of people have done that, and a lot of uh, uh, landscaping and design uh, people are making a fortune on it. You know, I guess the uh, state of California was going to give you a tax refund. (laughs) It's kind of a break if you, uh, you know, turned your lawn into desert.
2: Oh, yeah? Well? Yeah. Whatever.
1: (laughs) People did it. But it looks terrible. You know, people have a cactus here and a cactus there growing in their yard. This is not the desert. I guess it was at one time, but it doesn't look good at all. I like green.
2: Yeah, I I, I agree with you 100%. I like green, too.
1: But anyway, California is a weird place. Have you ever been here?
2: Oh, I, I been there many times. Uh, it's a it's a favorite vacation spot uh for us when we were doing vacations. It's been a long time since that was a possibility but uh but um I love taking the family to uh uh San Diego especially. Oh yeah. Yeah really really it love was. that town, beautiful area and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh
1: yeah good the, weather.
2: The, yeah the whole really the really I like the whole state. Uh, I, I haven't oh. gotten inland too much. Occasionally, but uh, mostly on the coast, but uh, a wonderful state uh, in many, many ways.
4: Not that, is not is
1: that, that
2: you're <laughs> a big fan of the government there, necessarily. but yeah, uh, well, The government sucks. <laughs> but the, weather, the weather and the topography is great.
1: <laughs> you want to take a few questions? I've got a, about oh, sure. three, two people here have their hands up want to ask you something.
2: Sure. Absolutely.
1: Okay, here
3: we go. Central
1: Florida, go ahead. You've been unmuted. Do you have a question for our guest speaker, Pete Hendrickson.
3: Yes, this is a Patriot One. Uh, and Angela, it's nice to hear that you uh, have the rain coming in to, uh, to grow the crops that relieve uh, pain and uh,
1: oh yeah, <laughs> cure cancer. <laughs> that's right.
3: I wasn't even thinking the,
1: of that.
3: <laughs> for the farmers out there.
1: Yeah, and Pete, that's uh, more up north of me, though. That's more northern California, I believe.
3: Yeah. And, and Pete, you sound good, and it's to hear you sound good well thank um, you very much i'm going to uh i've, I've got my letter uh, a couple weeks ago for the uh we're going to assess you a frivolous penalty if you don't correct whatever it yeah, is yeah, you yeah, did you
2: know, if you don't say what we want you to say uh, uh in your testimony uh we're gonna we're gonna penalize you right
3: <laughs> yeah you know, i gotta write him back and ask him you know uh well there's uh I'm I'm just making up numbers. There's 78 lines on my 1040 form. Uh, which one in particular do you find uh not satisfying?
2: It, it's amazing that this, that and it why? gets said, right? It never gets identified. It's always just this vague uh threatening uh, atmosphere. There's no there're no never any specifics.
3: <laughs> you know, did I spell what? my name wrong? Is that yeah, the right. frivolous part? Or which one? Uh and and it and if they were uh, service, they we would get people sending us letters from people like you saying, "Oh, you did this wrong. You aren't actually yeah. entitled to pay the tax. Yeah. here's your refund because you're not a slave." <laughs> you know? yeah,
2: right, right. So, um, are you uh, are you uh, participating in the uh, in the uh, uh, class action or preparing for the class action uh, uh, proceedings? Uh,
3: um, well, I heard problem. you. I, I heard you say that, and I I know I probably seen it, but I will have to because I'm still reading and going through all the uh, sure. miles and miles and miles of uh, reading, uh, and I'll probably go back and 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 do that.
2: Yeah, um, absolutely. At do the, You know, the, it, it may be early days for you if you if you've just gotten um, uh, like the first level of threat letter. Um, uh, it may be too early for there to you know, be a productive uh, FOIA uh, request, but. Uh, if the situation proceeds to uh, more than just the first scary letter, a lot of people all they get is a, an initial scary letter, and they never hear anything back about it ever again. Uh, well,
3: I got also, a, I got a scary uh,
2: go ahead,
3: go ahead. I got I got a I got a scary letter, and I replied to that, and then I got a forty-five day. We need more forty-five more days. We need forty-five more days again. Okay. Yeah, and then then I got the uh, well, we've decided to. Uh, find you if you don't correct things.
2: Okay, so, so it's it's still at the level though really of just sort of threats and stalls and delays. Might be a little early for you for um, being able to get anything uh, from supplies. However, I mean, you might go ahead and do it anyway. It doesn't cost anything to do and and if uh, if nothing productive comes from it, then uh, uh you can always do it again if if uh if the situation proceeds any further. So
3: well it may it may because i've uh also uh recently filed for two thousand twelve and two thousand thirteen
2: okay well, so. see what happens i mean you know there's no there's no there's no yeah. rhyme or reason to it you know you have to understand this or everybody should should understand this the, these threat things with the frivolous thing they are just being made up as they go along they are they are not an actual um application of of the law to anything. Um, and, which is demonstrated by the nature of the hoax um uh you know the i have sitting on my desk in front of me a whole bunch of these uh faked approval things uh, all which reference the argument forty four thing which is you know the faked um, uh frivolous position thing off the off the uh, uh the bogus list um, the actual list has an, an actual argument forty four which is nothing at all uh, related to the one on the fake list um and and people who who get these threats uh for one filing will never hear anything for another identical filing and maybe even one that gets sent in on the very same day um so there's no reason to presume that uh, that your other filings are gonna you know draw the same uh, uh, a discouragement uh, response, so see what happens but you know. If Not I get those FOIAs in uh, in on the one that, you know, for this one that you did get the, the threat over, go ahead and do it.
3: Okay. Well, I'll consider that once I get figured out how to respond. Um, I did have a question.
2: Sure.
3: Have, have you ever gone the route of filing a 911 form? 911 form. It's a uh, – and it's been a while since I looked it up, but it's a form where you uh, – go to the commissioner or whatever office that form goes to to have them confront the employee that's not performing his duties hmm. or threatening you.
2: Oh, I, I personally have never been in a situation where I've had occasion to do that. So uh, I can't, no, I have not personally done such a thing. Uh, the, at this point, I would imagine that you're probably referring to something that would be being done by the tax uh, taxpayer's advocate office or the um, uh, treasury inspector general's office uh you 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 you're referring to an internal disciplinary proceeding right uh,
3: yeah i suppose it would be an administrative mandamus
2: yeah I yeah exactly the best description. Yeah. yeah i have not had occasion to ever do that because i have not ever received that kind of treatment uh you know that would call for it so uh it may be that there are people out there that that have i know of a, you know a number of people that have made the effort to uh, get some satisfaction in a situation of that kind with the taxpayer advocates' office, but that's a complete blow off. It's 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 the the whole taxpayer advocates office as near as I can tell is a uh, you know, is Congress's way of shutting the complaining people up in nineteen ninety eight when uh you know the, the the ruckus got so loud that they felt compelled to have hearings and, you know, pass a purported reform bill with the taxpayer bill of rights, as though we didn't already have a Bill of Rights. Um yes. Uh, and nothing ever, you know, it did meant it amounted to nothing. It's, it's it was just a, a band-aid. Um, so I don't think anyone's ever gotten satisfaction with anything that way. The proper course is to, you know, do your own filings, and and uh, you know, if it comes to it, uh, uh, filing lawsuits. And you know, we now have a number of suits that are going on in courts uh, right now over people who have not received their money back. Uh, there are uh, suits for refund that are now in the federal courts. And uh we'll see how those proceed uh, with great interest, but uh that it's just you know that's that's been the avenue of approach rather than um, efforts to make or, or encourage someone within the uh, violating institution slap someone else within the violating institution on the wrist because
3: yeah well, I do have uh some good news, I suppose uh concerning uh michigan where they wanted me to pay them for five years when i didn't live there (laughs) and uh after after so and they wanted thirteen thousand dollars uh and they provided no no assessment information on who how how who how where when they did it and who did it and how to justify it uh but they did send me letters that they are going to uh removed those claims, and huh. they also removed a lien from me. Excellent. And then they sent me a letter saying I owe them $55 for the warrant they issued in 2009 <laughs> concerning what I owed them.
2: <laughs> well, it's a lot better than thirteen grand. <laughs> and I'm thinking... Even though it's just rather high-handed, but nonetheless... They
3: want you to pay for it, right? What's funny is it's in the same letter that says we've removed all these, you don't own them anymore, mm-hmm. and we're removing the lien, but you might have missed the $55 you owe for the warrant. <laughs> uh,
4: crazy. So send
3: send the payment promptly, please. And I'm thinking, you guys have got to be either not really people, and it's all computer-generated, <laughs> or you are really people and you are absolutely mad.
2: Yeah, they have no sense of humor. <laughs> Or maybe they have a good t- sense of humor,
3: you know. <laughs> you know yeah, maybe, way. huh? <laughs> you, yeah, it's like saying you don't owe us, but you owe us fifty-five dollars because you don't owe us.
2: Yeah, right, right. right.
3: <laughs> so I feel if I if I send that fifty-five dollars in, it's like I'm going to justify their act. So I got to write write them a letter and say, "Could you please uh, uh, give me the uh, elements of the uh, warrant?"
2: Yeah, <laughs> an interesting situation. <laughs> well. So you fun it's it. funny. You have fun with us.
3: Yeah, having right. having having a ball. But uh, and thank you and uh, and Pete, uh, you just like Angela said, you post everything and it's there to read and it's there to read what other people have written back. And
6: uh,
3: I'm just my hard part is finding my way to write them back in such a polite manner. I want I want to be the uh, the William Powell. Of, I don't owe oh, you crap, USOB. You <laughs> but, you know, the manner of William Powell. I, yes. That's how I want to do
2: it. Well, it's a fine challenge to put to pose for yourself. That's excellent.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Pete.
1: Thank you, and keep us up to date on how it goes for you.
3: Oh, I will. I will.
1: Okay. Thanks. All righty. Next up is uh, Northern Virginia. Go ahead, Northern Virginia. Hi, You've it, been unmuted. Uh, hi, Pete. Hi.
6: Hello. So
4: I, I I'm not sure if I heard it right or not, but I heard that um, Pete was talking about her wife that uh, for contempt of court ended up to jail for 14 months. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, because I had the contempt of the court too,
5: hmm.
4: and uh, I went for 30 days. I'm wondering, did she go by lawyer or by herself?
2: She went by herself. Uh, two trials. Uh, first ended in a hung jury, and the second one, unfortunately, uh, the government pulled oh. out all the stops and uh, just engaged in just fraud, right and left, including evidence evidence fraud and and much else. And it was uh, just a horrendous experience uh, that that second one, especially, and uh, ended up with a conviction.
4: Yeah, unfortunately, or fortunately for me, I didn't have any trial. Hmm. after show cause hearing. They just did a bench bench trial or bench order right. and sent me right there to jail. Uh, was, no trial, no bond, nothing.
2: That's a shame. And mm-hmm.
4: yeah, and did she appeal it again or she cannot oh, appeal yeah, no, it? No, no, had, we,
2: we went to the appellate court. It, it, it was really outrageous. The appellate court ruled that um, that it, it didn't have to address the uh, constitutional problems with the order uh, uh, that Doreen was accused of criminally resisting uh, an order taking control of her declarations of belief. It said that it didn't have to do that because she had already disobeyed the order, and therefore this doctrine, this judicial doctrine known as collateral bar, uh, protected the court from having to address the constitutional questions. And so it simply said, you know, we don't have to talk about that, And, and with that off the table... Um, all we have to concern ourselves with is did she do it or didn't she do it? You know, did she resist the orders or didn't she? And she did resist the orders. There was not, wasn't any question about that, and uh, and so they upheld the conviction. Yeah,
4: ma'am. Question is that uh, did the judge uh, sign the order with ink signature on the orders or no, court of
2: No, just, uh, no, not, not no? at all. No, it was a, it was a signature stamp, and the orders had actually been written by the Department of Justice. Um,
4: oh okay, because all my order was a uh, robot signing and no court sealing on that. None of yeah, the orders. Yeah, uh, so no, there's,
2: there's, a, there's it's a, it's a complicated area there as to what exactly, you know, a signature stamp. I mean, presumably the judge is the one that hits the button on the computer, uh, putting the signature stamp in place. So just the fact that it isn't a wet ink signature by itself doesn't necessarily mean anything. But um, at
4: least but has to so have it a own ceiling.
2: it certainly is is uh it raises a question that otherwise would be settled i I have gotten things from federal courts uh rulings and cases with wedding signatures by those judges they don't they don't all you know hit the signature machine, and so you know it certainly can be done, and it does get done and therefore, when you don't have a wedding signature, you have to wonder you know who really hit that button i mean was it was it the judicial officer? that is supposedly responsible and who has the authority, you know, purportedly to to do what got done or was it uh you know some DOJ attorney that uh, that you know was working for the other side? I mean the judge was. Well,
4: at least it shouldn't have a the court seal on it. Uh
2: it it you know that would vary from court to court. In the federal court system, no, there's there's no um there's no There is
4: nothing, just a no, piece of one. paper, regular piece of paper. Yeah.
2: Just a regular piece of paper, yep.
4: Yep. Okay, thank you. Okay,
2: Good
1: thanks. luck to you. Thank All you. Right. thank bye. you. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks, bye. Thank you. That's it for now as far as questions. Uh, if anybody else has a question, press star 8. That'll put your hand up in the queue. Yeah. Otherwise, right. uh,
2: I I'd go for for a little while longer, Angela, but uh, but only a little bit. So if anyone does have questions they want to get in, I'd appreciate it if so, you know they could.
1: Okay. There's okay. one right now, Southeast Texas.
2: Okay, and Go one... ahead, Southeast uh, Texas. Hey, Doc, is me? that you? Yeah. Thank
1: you. Uh,
6: yeah. This is Doc. Uh, uh, Pete. Uh, hey, Doc. i was wondering if you had listened to Rod. He had a call on the 23rd of this month. Rod, uh Clatt, Rod
2: Class. Oh, uh,
6: are you are you do you know him?
2: I, I know the name and I've seen some stuff that I believe is his, but I'm not I've never listened to a show, so I don't I don't know uh, I would not have heard Okay. Okay.
6: I, I wanted to give you a heads up. I don't know if it'll help or not, but I wanted to, to I felt feel like compelled to tell you that Rod and Carl, Rod Class and Carl Weston I've teamed up with some two guys in Dallas that have found out that the IRS, as computers, are generating uh, and it's programmed to generate false information and falsely accuse people and cause all kinds of.
2: Well, you know, I, I actually I actually posted the, um, the documentation on the IMF uh, frauds um, as a newsletter item uh, about a month ago now. Okay. But, uh, and I I have uh that uh, I have the page up on that subject. I believe I still have that page up. Let me make sure that
6: uh Are you familiar with the
2: Harold Stanley case? They you got eight years. That's uh that's the one of the cases that I highlighted in my write up on this, uh document. okay So yeah. Well what I want to know is
6: if if I'm, since these guys from Dallas uh, uh Angela's had these two Dallas guys on her show. Uh, She's had Rod and Rod on her show. And these guys have teamed up. I, what I'm what I'm thinking is that if you team up with them and y'all share all your information, I mean they they're doing some really good stuff like you're doing.
2: Uh-huh. yeah. This I just want I'm sorry, go ahead.
6: I just wanted to say if you could listen to that show, that that would uh, I think it would help tremendously with your with your expertise and stuff.
2: Well, I appreciate I, that. I I, I just it was contacted not long ago, uh, just this past week, in fact, uh, by uh, someone who is involved in uh, doing some work on a case, uh, making use of that argument, and uh, and I was asked to. Uh, Get involved uh, in uh, helping uh, uh, make this go the, the best way it could go, and and I intend to do that. So uh, it, it, this is going to go forward in that uh, in that very way that you're talking about, uh, Doc. Different case, I think, probably than than what you're. This is this was not Harold Stanley's, although it does involve uh, some of the people that uh, that are involved in the, in this one um, are people who were doing things for Harold Stanley as well. So. Uh, it's just, and it's a larger team than just that, is, uh, too. So uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I think that uh, that uh, there will be an interesting opportunity for um, uh, some uh, heads uh, getting together that uh, have you know, particular expertise in certain areas and, and making something interesting happen.
6: On another, on
2: the same same subject, uh, Rod, as
6: as I, if anybody knows, correct me if I'm wrong. If I got my what I heard right, and I've followed Rod, Rod, I've listened to Rod's call for five years. That he's gotten like four four judges on the, the on the district court right below the Supreme Court. Four or five judges. They they were ordered to resign because they violate, as you well know, they almost every officer. Of of, uh, the Feds, they violate every rule, law. I mean, the rule of law is just. I mean, even the supreme, the the uh, head judge of the uh, federal district court there in D.C., he violated. So, the three three or four prosecutors were required to uh, resign. Uh, Well, those are all happy thoughts. (laughs) I think there. I think there were three public defenders that were required to resign, resign. and while Rod was in the courtroom, the sergeant of arms came in and said that all officers in that court were in contempt and walked out, and uh, I mean, there's some very interesting, he's got another hearing coming up on this case, I mean, that's why I said listen to that, if you would listen to that call, you'd get a lot of information as what's going on, and they would love to have you on board, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They were very happy about these two guys from Dallas, you know.
2: Yeah. Go ahead. Well outstanding. I appreciate the word on all of that, Doc. As I said I'm I'm gonna be doing some things that are related to that um the IMF uh, push code fraud. Uh and uh and so uh probably we'll see some interesting things happen. Okay. Thanks. You bet. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Okay, next up. Mm. Donaldson, you've been
5: unmuted.
7: Go ahead, you've been unmuted. I I promise to be good. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Hi, Pete Hendrickson. This is Donaldson. How are you tonight, sir?
2: Good, Donaldson. How are you doing?
7: I'm doing fantastic, actually. I just want to share the good news with everybody. I was able to settle with an insurance company in three weeks. They tried to use a statute of limitations against me. Uh, the two-year statute of limitations. They said I could sue, take them to court, or I could, uh, you know, send them a demand letter. But instead, I settled over the phone with those guys.
2: <laughs> well, that's
7: it great. was yeah, it was amazing. Thank you. Easy uh, is
2: always best. What's that? I say the easy is always the best. If you can oh it yeah, and I
7: just one quick tip though for people: if you're if you do have an insurance situation, just know that those adjusters. They actually get paid for how fast they're able to settle claims. That's going to help you a
2: lot. Yeah, that's. You a know useful.
7: that those. Go ahead.
2: That's a useful tip.
7: Right on. Yeah. So here's here's a different question though on something having to do with, um, I guess bonding. And I want to use my car to travel to see my my kids, but. I don't want to go through an insurance company with their private demands for licensure. Uh, so, I was thinking of bonding. Is that possible to actually get some some sort of like person to, to to allow? Maybe I can put up some money for a bond or something like that. You know, and then have someone to come in and pay for like any type of damages to keep my traveling on the common law side, and then. In addition to that, have my vehicle registered, sorry, my conveyance registered as a family car or as a private conveyance?
2: You know, the um, the question of, of being able to do a bond, it, it would seem to me that on its face, uh, that process uh, would successfully meet all uh, 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 common law legal obligations or legal interests uh, if it was a sufficient bond. Uh, and had the, you know, effective equivalence of whatever was being uh, required in the way of straightforward insurance. The question would be uh, whether or not the state uh, that y- you were in uh, was prepared to acknowledge that or, or recognize it. And uh, my guess is that, uh, that most states would uh, give you so much grief over it, even though you might be able to win in a, in a courtroom ultimately, uh, they'd give you so much grief over it that it wouldn't get resolved for years to come, um, right? And, and in the interim, you would not be allowed to uh, to drive on their roads. Um, nothing right about that, but I fear that that would be um, the outcome. It'd be kind of like um, you know people who who do open carry in places where uh, uh, it's it is legal to do that, but the police don't like it. Um, they you know arrest those people on on the grounds of disturbing the peace or you know some specious nonsense like that and the person ends up walking away you know without any problem no no charge you know they're 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 left to go about their business but only after having been hauled into a police station and possibly booked and uh, you know spending 6 hours in a holding cell and basically getting harassed you know in a big way uh for their for their trouble, uh, it, it it is one of those battles that you kind of you know it's a pyrrhic victory. You 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 may win, but you mm-hmm. in a way you lose at the same time. Uh, well, I get I mean, what you're saying. Go ahead. Uh, which you know it doesn't mean that I'm, I would discourage anyone from from you know attempting these things. It, 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 I'm just saying you have to you recognize what you need to be prepared for. Definitely. You no, know, I looked, no, that's, at, that's I looked that I looked
1: that up. I looked that up a long time ago here in the state of California to see if I could do that. And you can do it, but you've got to have some ridiculous amount, like you've got to have $2 million in escrow yeah. to secure that bond.
4: So, yeah, right, And, and right. they'll
1: sign off on it, Secretary of State's office, I think was who it was that would sign off on it or put their seal on it. But
2: yeah, yeah, because they're, they don't, they're not $2, familiar with it. They're not familiar with it. It's not like they've had somebody in, you know, every other week, uh, you know, making that request or going through that process. They've never had anyone in their entire career have that uh, brought right.
7: Well, that leads me to my next question, which is, can I get an agreement from a local judge?
2: I, I bet to... you could. I bet you could. That <laughs> might be the best first to go about it. I mean, you couldn't maybe do that if you want to make your trip tomorrow. You you wouldn't have it happen in time, but to anticipate the need and get a uh, a judicial ruling of that, you know, what you do is a declaratory judgment of some kind. And, and that's a, that's a wonderful idea. And, and I, I think you just, you know, hit on a, on an excellent track for doing some really useful stuff there, Donaldson.
7: I appreciate that, Pete. And uh, that will conclude my question here.
2: You have a right. great hey.
7: rest of the new year.
2: Thank good you. Good talking to you. And, uh, you have a good year. Thank
7: time. you. You too. Thank you, Pete Henderson. Bye-bye. Right. Thank you.
2: Well, Angela.
7: You're welcome.
2: Yes. Yeah, you know, if we want to do one more, I'm 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 up for that. But um,
1: Um, I don't see anybody else. There's a whole bunch of people on this call, a whole bunch, but uh, nobody else has their hand up at the moment. Okay. Well. Oh, well, there goes one. Okay, Jeffrey. Go
4: ahead.
1: If you're going to be nice, Jeffrey, I'll unmute you. Okay, here we go. You've been unmuted. Did you have a question
2: well yeah, my question yeah. is actually for angela uh mm-hmm. you said that there's no Pete Hendrickson losers. uh, my question is Pete went to jail for twenty seven months his wife went to jail for fourteen months. Are those not losses?
1: You consider yourself a loser,
4: Pete
2: oh, not at all uh I consider myself a victim, but uh and my wife uh, very much a victim uh but no, it depends you know you judge losing, uh, losing is being proven wrong. Uh, going to prison at the hands of, uh, you know, corrupt uh, agencies that want to suppress truth, that they acknowledge hundreds of thousands of times, even while even while I'm sitting in prison, tens of thousands more Americans got all their money back from, uh, from making use of the truth in my work that the government had put me in prison to try and suppress, to try and discourage people from learning so no i didn't lose they proved me right they proved that they couldn't actually answer my work with refutation of my work they were acknowledging the correctness of my work constantly what they were doing was they were trying to keep people from knowing it and that's not a loss that's a win so you can look at it the way you wish jeffrey but but it it, believe me um, those were not, those are not losses. Those are uh, those are wins. Anyway, that's a good note, I think, to uh, to wrap on uh, Angela. Yeah,
1: okay, so. is that it, Jeffrey? Oh, that answers
2: it. Okay. Okay. Very good. Thank you. All right.
1: uh, Angela, thank crazy. you, Pete. I appreciate you coming on. It's been fun. Went that hour went by really quick. I was. It, it, it hoping really you Would be on another hour, but if you got to really go, did. you got to go
2: another time uh angela uh, any other time uh, uh please let me know this this one came at me with a little short notice and uh and uh so you know it has to be the way it is but but uh but i'd love to do it again right. and uh and i had it. a great time and that hour did go by like lightning so really fast
1: well thank you so much and uh, my my uh uh Happy New Year to you and your wife, and many blessings to you and your family. And I, I hope you have a wonderful 2017. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon, not too, not too distant future, right?
2: Excellent. Any, any time. Yeah, just any time as soon as you like. Okay. Okay. Thank, thank right you so much. You take care. And
1: yeah, we need to keep up to date on your your lawsuits and, and that class Absolutely. action. And I, I,
2: I just, you know, I'll, 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 I'll say this then. I encourage everyone out there. Read the newsletters at com every week. Uh, that's where the updates come, along with all the other information about uh, what other people are doing, the victories uh, that people are winning, the uh, uh, you know, I, I, my own commentaries on things going on in the world, and uh, and uh, an awful lot of information for people to uh, to take in and, and make use of. So, uh, so we'll talk again. Uh, Angela, you do have a good one. And thank for you. All right.
1: Thank, thank you so much. All righty, take care. Yep. Well, everybody, do you want to continue on, or shall we call oh, it a night, it or, night or what?
4: what?
1: Anybody wants to talk to me, press star eight.
5: We can have a chat.
1: You've been unmuted, New York City. Hello. Oh. Yep. Hi, Angela. Good evening. Hi. Hi. Um Who is I'm sorry. Uh, this is Candace. Uh can uh, I please get that website uh that the gentleman that just um Oh yeah, it's losthorizons.com. dot com. I oh. put the link on the website also. Okay, but... I'm not I'm not on the internet right now, dot com. Oh, Yeah, it's just Lost Horizons. Mm-hmm. With an S Horizons. Oh. Yes. Okay, great. Lost Horizon. Lost Horizons. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. And it's chock full of stuff. I mean there's all kinds of information on there and mm-hmm. it's interesting. And he sells a book. It's called Cracking the Code. It's not expensive. Oh, is that Our, nice? Yeah. That's Pete Hendrickson. Cracking oh. the Code. Oh, okay. Now there are several other books out there called Cracking the Code. Oh. I think Paul Andrew Mitchell did one, and these other guys did one, but I think Pete's the one that's lasted the longest. So, and uh, what is his name again, Pete? Hendrickson. Hendrickson. Okay. And uh yeah. Join, join his email list, and you'll get you know updates from him. Is that D R I K H E N D? Mm-hmm. R-I-C-K Oh, N-O- Yeah. Okay. Excellent. S-O-N. All right. I'm sorry. You were getting ready to give uh, some... Uh... Oh, I was just... No. I was just... I forgot. I was just saying Pete Hendrickson. Mm-hmm. Losthorizons.com. He's got lots of stuff on his right. website. You can buy his book. Oh, I was going to say get on his email list. hmm Okay. okay. his letters. Mm-hmm. Once I go to the website, I can sign up for that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. I'll, All right, thank right. you. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. <laughs> thank you. You too. Thank you. Okay. Donaldson?
5: You're going to unmute me. What?
7: Hey, what's up? Uh, I was just talking to a friend of mine, and I told him that uh-huh. you were going to unmute me, so I just could could address you, Angela. Thank you so much. Uh, that was nice talking to Pete. Honestly, he, he seems like a great person, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you behave. Thank you so much for behaving. Oh,
7: you're welcome. I'm going on
1: and on and on and on and on and on and on and, on and, on
7: and talking no, it's over all good. him. It's all good. Yeah, no, no problem. That's, one of my, that's a pleasure. So here's, here's something. I, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you know how how relevant the social security number is to um receipt receipt of a like a an insurance insurance settlement or some sort of thank you or some sort of uh do you know what i mean like because they asked me for my my social security number who did to, the insurance company when before they issue my settlement check. They wanted to know my social security number. They also really wanted to know my birthday. I refused to give either one. Yeah, I don't think you have to. No, you don't actually. But he had access to, my adjuster had access to the social because he repeated the last four digits. So maybe he didn't have the first six numbers, but I think they put the last. Well, oh no, in, there. in the
1: state of, in the state of California, you're only required to give the last four digits to to cut right. down on crime and whatever.
7: Right. So Identity
1: theft. Well, the,
7: even even though they, they they so they basically sent me the check, right? Even though I didn't give oh. them the social or the birth date, and they asked me for both. Good. Well, that <laughs> doesn't
1: mean that, you know that they are going to ask.
7: Doesn't mean you have to give
1: it to them. That's you know people usually ask before you are you will you sign this, please? no
7: right well how does how does here's an interesting thing because I'm trying to get my private conveyance together, right, and i need I have some girls I need to go see my kids and my son, but I was asking Pete the same question, a similar question you know regarding. Insurance regarding drivers, driver's license, and, tra- and traveling in the car. I mean, I've talked about the family purpose doctrine plenty of times. Family purpose doctrine is a obviously it's legal ease, but it has more to do, it has to do with the head of the household being liable for damage uh, caused by a member of the household or family who uses the family car from going going to point A to point B. And it's a viable doc, uh, doctrine that still exists in law today. So I was wondering if, like, because right now I'm in a pretty position to to actually get a car or a truck, you know? And I, instead of riding my bike through the city, I could actually be biking, I mean, uh, uh, um, trekking in a, in a car, you know, like, or a truck or something like that, traveling basically to my job, and also going out and seeing my kids in Fresno. But, Am I gonna be able to really use the family purpose doctrine from from what from your experience? Is common law you know, family purpose doctrine still something that we can rely on? Because I, I'm just saying that I've studied from from the law library and I know some sources, but I don't know for sure your take on it. So I was wondering maybe if you knew something about that.
1: Me personally? Mm-hmm.
7: I believe wholeheartedly in the
1: common law. I believe in it. I use it every day,
5: and I believe in contract law too.
1: What was that?
7: It's a it's a car with a uh, an exhaust.
1: Wow, that was weird.
7: <laughs> I I'm standing next funny. to a road. Yeah, if you hear some vehicles going by. That's what it is so you you do so you're a common law um, you know you believe in common law, so then the family purpose doctrine would be something real i'm I'm really trying to actually be able to travel in this conveyance and go see my 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 family, and I'm willing to actually put it on the line, you know. And go to jail. Well, if, if I you're, have to be if, yeah, well,
1: that's you've got to be prepared to go into jail, or or have to deal with a lot of inconveniences. But if you are, then the, but you'll, the you'll you know the reason why I can that.
7: say, well, the reason why I can say that I'm willing to take the risk is because not only because I've I've had I've been chained up before once or twice for not really a just cause
5: the whole i mean i'm also aware of
7: case law that exists which supports the claim that head, heads of households take liability for damage caused by automobiles while you you know going from point a to point b and and this this is this is an argument that i feel very very strongly about okay and I'm so I feel so good about it. I'm actually willing to to take the chance here within the next like month or two to actually go out on and 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 do that. And it's something. But why it's don't in, it's you kind try it? Steps.
1: Why don't you do it now instead of on the day you the time when you want to go visit your kids? Well, there's, that way it won't you, interfere. You won't have an excuse right. for not seeing your kids. <laughs> All right.
7: Well, I like the, the whole thing has to do with um, getting a a. I guess I want to send a record out to people. Donaldson, to sure that, son, old buddy, old pal, Roddy K here. I got some questions for you. Let me finish my sentence, and I wanna, I'll, I'll be glad to take a question or two. You were uh, finished. Go ahead, Roddy.
5: At
0: Donaldson, even though I it's agree that I was finished, but go ahead. Donaldson, even though he sounds like he's off topic has a very good point a lot of people don't catch up on and when he's talking about family purpose doctrine the owner of something can allow others to use it but when they use it it comes with certain restrictions and think about this I am the owner of my body I possess this body I can't really use my body I can abuse it but if it's somebody else's property, I can use their property, but it comes with certain liabilities.
5: Was that a little bit extreme? Same thing with the motor
0: vehicles. Are you the owner? Are you using it? Or are you the owner just merely going from point A to point B?
7: Mm-hmm. So is it usury is your question? That's interesting. That's I like it.
0: Usury Sounds could good. be in there. Yep. Yes, sir. Usury. Usury. Abuse. Yep.
7: So if it is usury, and there's no head of the household on record, then is it fair to state that the the state itself is stepping forward, <laughs> Roddy, to try to make the claim of being the father and being liable for for any type of injury or damage, especially if you haven't yourself made the claim. In general. Liable.
0: Absolutely, because yep. regardless oh. of who the owner is, the owners can come and go, but the state that was created is always going to be there to regulate certain activities.
7: Thank you, Roddy. Yeah, actually, Donaldson,
0: I was just talking about to, uh, to a friend today when it comes to cars and everything we do at work, tax, it's the activity. It's Are you the owner? Are you engaged in certain activities? Blah, blah, blah. But think about this. You can be the owner of a new New car, right? And someone comes forth, they say, I've got a title. Well, it's only permission to use it. Now, when the title's, you know, the loan is paid for, the owner can release the lien, transfer the interest to you, you're the owner. That's how it goes with who? Nine-tenths of the law, possession is nine-tenths of the law. That other one percent is very valuable. Is there a lien on it? Or are you just a user of something?
5: So you're saying a lien is different from use?
0: Yeah. I can own something, have a lien on it, and allow you to use it. I had a little theory recently that I cannot use my own property. But it's kind of a weird theory. (laughs) But it's real deep. Others can use my property. Or I, the owner, can change status and to make it appear that I'm using.
7: That's. Oh. Can property. I bring up something to compliment what you're saying? That means Go what ahead. you're saying right now is. Is that. You are not. Your name is not a legal estate. Until you're dead. You. Because you're alive. You're in possession and control of all of your property. So therefore there's nothing for anyone else to manage. Except. you. You. You're the one that's there with the property. Technically speaking all of those things that. Are are actually a representation of you. Well,
0: still so, there there, it, is, there is still a record actually that one can look at to claim possession of your estate, and and when you search the records after you do it, it will show that you are active, and you have not ceased to exist.
7: So it's a t- it's a different program.
0: Yeah, it's almost like we go our whole lives not realizing that the system considers us civilly dead of some sort. But when you search the records after doing it properly, it will show you active, and it will specifically say entity does not cease to exist.
7: That's excellent. Hey, what about this registration of my my car uh, as a family car? Can I do that?
0: It depends. Does California offer title and registration, or is title the same?
7: You tell me. I I haven't, I mean, I'm kind of a yeah, well, Maybe
0: we could discuss it later with another I, character. I don't see why
7: we should discuss it later. How is, it, is that going to help us right now? Because I mean, I your car,
0: have, because is your car paid living. for? Does anybody else own your it, property?
7: No, it will be paid. It's going to be my property, yeah. It will be your property? I haven't bought the car yet, but I'm going
0: to. Well, once, once you transfer it to your name and you're the owner on the record, then you can make some decisions on it.
7: So what I'm asking you is process It's a process question, not really a, a how like a if if I can do it. But I heard I heard that registering the vehicle as a private conveyance was possible.
0: You have to look at your statutes where you do it at how how the record shows, but uh, some states or maybe one has title and or registration where you can have title only showing you're the owner, but you don't have to register it into the Motor Vehicle Activity Code. That's
7: excellent. That's excellent stuff. Friday is actually
0: definitely a perk. <laughs> yeah, but basically what it says is this: the state I'm talking about says title only, you're the owner, as long as you don't use it. Now, I think the definition of usage or usury fee, use, it means to employ. You're not an activity you're not hiring anybody, you're not providing a public keyword, public service.
7: That's great. Well this brings up the, the other thing was uh recently I purchased a stamp. I paid what like twenty five bucks for a stamp that said it's in red ink, okay. This is on another subject matter. It said red it's in red ink, it says demand is is made to redeem lawful money pursuant to Title twelve, section four eleven. Uh, and many of you know what that means. Some don't, but I'm just for sake of ease here between you and I, Roddy, and everyone listening. Can you tell me whether or not that would actually save me from having to uh, pay tax or on any type of income or payment that I would make on something? Because by you talking about the car. Yeah, with the car, but also the cashing of the check. Let's say I He's to
1: take talking the- about the endorsement stamp, you know, for lawful money.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: What's his name? No. Merrill. What was his name? Uh, David Merrill. Merrill. He gave us that, I think, way back when. But Yeah, that's supposed a to make car, it so right? that you don't have to pay tax on it.
0: Well, if it's your property, you I'll do not have to pay a tax. talking about the endorsement
1: stamp. If you get a check and you put that endorsement stamp on it, let's say the check's for $100, that makes lawful money out of that cash, and you don't have to pay tax on it. I've never
0: seen any evidence that Dave Merrill was legit. The only thing I could say, it depends on the activity.
1: (laughs) Well, Have we seen any evidence of anyone being legit? I mean, what does that mean? That's like David Merrill is like a really good guy.
0: He might be a good guy, but that lawful money theory—I think it has to do with activity. He's absolutely I don't, I don't right.
7: Know. No, no, it works. It does.
0: Redeemed for lawful money. I never got it. I don't. I don't know no. what lawful money looks well, like. Well,
7: I think. I think the thing is, is that because the Treasury regulations match the um, United States code regarding lawful money, there that would that would mean that. <clears throat> Federal Reserve notes are not – it's not usury like we were just talking about a second ago. It's no longer usury, and you're not subject to taxation, okay, because you're deemed – they can't take gold out of circulation and violate the Constitution. Well, don't forget giving, it's
0: legal tender, and it says for uh, – giving you,
7: right. You're right. It it's so says it's good for all debts, public, But they can't and take gold private. out of circulation without giving you some remedy and that remedy
1: yeah but a check doesn't say that
7: a check just says it's like a credit so
1: when you claim it is lawful money it's different you there you go it's not the exactly. same as getting a federal reserve note That's that right. says for all debts public and private on it
7: it's mm-hmm. a different deal and if you don't make the claim you're making if you don't make the claim that it's lawful money when you do your transaction what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for tax to be taxed it. under usury laws. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, we'd have to get Dave Merrill on. I've never really heard him talk about it.
1: Oh, it's he's, been he's been on our call. He's been on our call. I should get him back on here. I got my Dave stamp, from. though.
7: Uh, I just don't oh. know about the correct sentence structure of it all. I've oh, seen the
1: stamp. It's on the I've website. I've seen the stamp. It's on my website.
0: I've seen that stamp too. You, you stamp it down, or the title number. But I've never you really. write it.
1: You don't even have to stamp
0: it. I've never really seen the conversion or what lawful money really is. I never really got it. You haven't? Have you been? Have you ever seen a Federal Reserve
7: note? <laughs>
0: oh yeah, it's good for debts, public and private. Yeah.
7: Mm-hmm. Then you've seen lawful money. Sounds good to me. There you go. <laughs> Remedy, remedy, remedy. So
0: you're saying it only has to deal with a check, though, so it's not converted into some other liability.
1: You wouldn't, you well, wouldn't I've, put that endorsement on anything other than a check if you're going I to would. deposit it or check cash
7: it at the bank. I would. No, no actually, what well, would you I, put, I put it on? Okay, so here's some interesting turn of events. For for the first time ever, I put this endorsement on one of my receipts for my window cleaning work. So someone paid me fifty bucks, right, for about forty five minutes of work. And in in receipt, I stamped it with the with the demand for lawful money under pursuant to the law. Okay, and they gave me the notes. No one's going to deny that the, that what they gave me was lawful money.
1: No, oh, it's whatever you want it to be, I suppose. Right. What I mean, it could be you know. Ten pounds
7: of so grapes. Only, so that stamp and protects me from the my, eggs, right. Absolutely, and the stamp protects me from from being taxed. Well, on my personal, on my private property, which is my labor, basically.
1: Hey, okay, I don't know about that, but uh, I mean, I don't know. You know, is an IRS agent going to look at your contracts or work? Agreements. Well, I don't know.
7: Right. They will. Actually, but if they want to
1: see canceled checks, well, all the canceled checks would have your stamp on the back, and that would prove that it's lawful money. It's not taxable.
5: Yeah, well, right.
1: If it's the point is, checks are cash.
7: So you're you're making a good point. They could it is, be. That a check they could cash. be
1: just credit. They don't have
7: to be cash.
1: Could be credit.
5: A check is a piece of paper. It's not, it's not cash.
7: Angela, Angela, some liquor stores have signs
5: that say "cash only." Yeah. And
7: and that's that's literally saying they accept checks for 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 no, the product.
1: They're not accepting checks. If they're accepting cash only, that means they're not accepting checks
7: <laughs> or credit cards. Uh, okay, I have a question for Jeffrey. I have a question for Jeffrey. Is he on the line still? I
1: don't know. Let's. I don't know. Let me see here. Ah, uh, Jeffrey. Yeah, he's there. He's on the chat.
7: I'm just curious to find out if Jeffrey knows whether or not a check is cash, because I need to verify this, and he seems like a reliable source. Oh, really? Okay. T- you ever met
1: him? Yeah.
7: <laughs> something reliable. I didn't – all right. Uh, if he's willing to come on the phone and and answer the question, which I, I believe he will be. Uh,
1: well, he's not on the phone. He's just – It would please
7: me. It would please me. Is he answering the question in chat?
1: Um, he's not answering it. Well, he might be typing. I don't know. He's uh.
7: I think checks are cash, and that there that for any one business, right, or anyone to really demand that we pay. Some, check something, is a piece it, of paper. You right. cash
1: a check to get the cash, or the credit if you use it for a bill. Or whatever, but okay. it's not lawful. It's I mean, you until you put your stamp on the back of it, it's going to be your. If it's income, you're going to be taxed on it.
7: Right now, that's true. Now that has nothing to do with the stamp. I mean, it has something to do with the stamp. But what I'm saying is, if let's say I endorse it, one of my clients says, okay, uh, you sign the back and give it to me, and I'll take it to my bank and cash it. I'll give you a thousand dollars right now for that $1,000 check, you endorse it, I'll take it to my bank. That's possible. That actually happened the other day. I had a $1,000 check, right, and one of my clients. What are you talking about? Took it to the bank. I, I'm talking about endorsement.
1: Yeah. I mean, people, I have. A, I do that all the time with my house payment. I sign the check over. Right.
7: So it's cash.
5: So... It's the same thing as cash. It is cash.
7: Yeah. Okay. That's all I'm saying. And because checks are cash, when you have a private business that says cash only and they don't accept
4: checks,
7: it's a piece of paper. It's a note. Here's my one point that you may rebut if you wish. And that Mm -hmm. is that private businesses who make the claim that they have cash only services or products are in error when they do not accept checks.
1: Okay, but it's not cash. It's a check. That's why they call it a check and not cash. You have to cash a check to I get think, cash. I,
7: honestly, cash. yeah, I hear you. But it's a piece of paper. We're going to have to differ. Cash. We're going to differ on this <laughs> on this one point because I've I can, I mean, if you want me to, what I'll do is I'll pull up the definition of cash for you.
1: I don't, you don't need to do that for me. I, put in I don't tower. need the definition of cash. Get the definition of a check. Okay. But no, no, Let me look
7: exactly.
1: in my drive. It's a, uh, what are we doing? An hour and a half. Anybody else want to talk?
7: Uh, let me mute myself out here for a second.
1: Great Kazoo. Hey, Great Kazoo. You've been unmuted.
8: Hi, Angela. Hi. Uh, yeah, I, I'm listening to Dolphin over here, and it's making me cringe, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry.
8: Jonathan, I, know I, got, <laughs> I got a tip for you, man. Uh, go to your search engine and type in M1, M2, and M3. And hit your search on that because it'll tell you that there's three different kinds of money.
5: money.
8: Well, check I'm just talking not, about cash. A
5: check is right, not a
8: cash. Che- a check is not cash. You can't take your paycheck and take it to... Uh, you know, Starbucks and get a cup of coffee and they're going to hand you $200 change. It don't work some, like that. It
1: depends. You know, some places will do that.
8: You know, if it's a check. Places, if you check cash in place, it has to be negotiated through an intermediary.
1: Well, when I go to pay my house payment, I give them um, sometimes three or four checks that I've gotten from other people made out to me. And I just sign my name on the back of it. And I pay my house payment with it.
8: Yeah, because they'll, they'll do a secondary endorsement and put their account number on it just as if...
1: No, nobody you know. puts... It's my account number that's on there. No, I signed mean, it on the back, like, on the back you, of the I mean, check. So Joe Blow down the street gave me $50 for doing website work. And uh, Joe Blow number two down the street over there has given me $100 for website work. And it's made out to me. I sign my name on the back of it with my account number for the mortgage payment, and I give them all the checks. Right. Sometimes it's five or six checks, all made out to me, but I'm signing it over to Wells Fargo.
8: Yeah. I I haven't done it in a really long time, but I thought when you sign the check over to somebody, that person will put their account number on the back.
1: Well, if that, yeah, if you sign, like, if well, but I signed it over to Wells Fargo. It was right. me signing it over to Wells Fargo, and Wells Fargo is the bank. Now, if somebody was gonna, if, I, if somebody was gonna sign checks over to me, or yeah, if I was, yeah. They would put... No, they wouldn't. If they were going to sign a check over to me, they wouldn't put their account number on there because then I wouldn't no, be able to deposit it. They,
8: they they wouldn't need to put their account number on it because it, it would be from their bank or something, right? No. They, you would have to put... Your, they would endorse the back and then you would sign under their name and put your account oh. number on, like turn it into a deposit slip, right? I don't know. It, it's been a really long time since I... <laughs> If that's I was gonna write a
1: check to you let's say I'm gonna give send you a check for a hundred dollars, you can take that check and sign your name to the back of it and give it to your brother. Now if your brother wants to put it into his bank, he would sign under your name and put his account number under it to go yeah. into
8: his account. Right.
1: Whoever's that's... bank it's going into, that's the account number you're gonna put on there.
8: Right. That's that's what I was trying to say
1: but
5: um another thing that he could look at is uh what is it 30 title 32
8: CFR ten ten point one hundred like that guy was talking about a couple weeks ago if you go and look that up and scroll all the way down it's a really big section but you scroll all the way down to uh double d and there's like five little subsections there uh one through five and it tells you what monetary instruments are and there's cash and checks and money orders and uh cashier checks and bank checks and all all kinds of everything is listed there which can be used as
5: money Mm -hmm.
8: but that the m1 m2 m3 is from like federal reserve publications and whatnot and the He will find interesting stuff if he searches for that. And I may have found a a good guest speaker for you. I'm trying to get in touch with him and and join some of his groups. I just randomly stumbled onto this guy's videos. He's got like 250 uh, YouTube videos on his channel there. Uh, His name is, you may have heard of him. He's been around a little while. Uh, Glenn
5: Wingham. Fear Fearn firm? Something like that. F E A R N. Glenn with two N's, Fearne, Fearn, F E A R N. And I went
8: to his first video that he put up and it was like a one of twenty two. And I sat there and listened to most of it last night and I finished it off today and I was just I was blown away. Like the first couple of videos mm-hmm. he talked about the 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 address how you dress your mail, and uh, then he goes into everything that he's done, like how he got started, they tried to foreclose on his home. He went to go arrest the auctioneer on the courthouse steps, and the police tried to arrest him for di- disturbing the peace. He mm-hmm. started suing the police, the mayor the the he sent copies to uh the the attorneys and the uh chief judge and when when this guy starts following lawsuits on people they just disappear. You know, they they get fired, they resign, they, they they're out of it. He's he's had so many judges and and US attorneys like on the federal level just quit and disappear and you know, they'll never admit that wow. it's him but he likes to believe that, you know, <laughs> it's because of his paperwork that all this stuff is happening and he's you know he's just doing crazy, crazy stuff and uh I haven't gone through all of his videos yet but it's pretty exciting. I got his email and uh I'm trying to join his YouTube group, but he gives away everything for free and he'll help you with your paperwork and uh you know, help you do your lawsuits and everything and he was he was in the Republic of Texas thing a while back and he was actually uh elected as one of the congressmen or one of the speakers or something and uh, he ended up getting fired and he moved to New York for a little while but now he, I think he's back in Texas now and uh, I it, I was blown away really
1: well I send me a link
8: yeah I'm going to send you an email tonight with uh, a I'll link to up. the playlist and his his YouTube channel also with his email and I'm going to try to send him an email to get into his Yahoo group and uh, let him know that, you know, I'm giving you the email and he should probably okay. come on to, you know, have a chat with all, you know, the rest of us here.
5: And uh, I recommend
8: everybody go find his YouTube channel. It's called Sovereign Living on YouTube. and uh,
1: Sovereign Living?
8: Yeah. Sovereign Living. Okay. And, that sounds uh, familiar
1: he, to me. Maybe I've been there already. I don't know. Did you send me a
8: link? No, not yet. I I was st- listening to That's one other have. video But uh, hmm. he shows you, like, all the court cases. I don't know how he gets all this information, but he's got so many court cases. He does stuff in Canada, all over the United wow. States. And, uh, you know, he can prove that there's no such thing as a U.S. citizen. You know, he's got all the court cases, Supreme Court, state courts,
2: awesome. all this
8: kind of stuff. It's like information overload. <laughs> i am so,
1: impressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, send me the link to or his email, and I'll uh, take a look at his YouTube videos and uh, contact the guy.
8: Yeah, it, his his email should be right in his descriptions of his videos. You know, okay. but I'll I'll send it to you anyway. Because, All right. that you, would be appreciated. You know, Thank you. <laughs> I, you know, i've I've been at this for you know three or four years. I I feel like I'm still learning, and when when I listen to this guy talk, man, it's just, it just I hear a lot of stuff that's out there, and I'm wondering if it comes from this guy or not. I don't know, but you know, like he says. Well, I you know said, I've
1: never heard of him before.
8: Well, you and haven't? I've been out
1: here for a long time, no. But that doesn't oh, wow. mean anything, really. I mean. I'll go see what he has to say and, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, I remember the original people doing this stuff way back when and the whole idea is to learn from everybody. Yeah. Glenn Winningham? Yeah. Winningham is his middle name. Oh, okay, because somebody here has got his name on the, says Try Glenn Winningham. Yeah, Glenn, it's Glenn Winningham, House of
5: Fern or Fearn, F-E-A-R-N
8: is his last name.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll check it out. But
8: Thank he you. just he, he just sues everybody. Every time they come in contact with this guy, and when they don't even mess with him anymore. He does, you know, 80 miles an hour in his RV down the road, and they they come, come up behind him, and then they pull the guy over next to him. You know, they run mm-hmm. his... His plates, and it says, "Don't don't mess with this guy," you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that
1: sounds like something from Charlie Springer. (laughs) But I'll check him out. We'll get into Charlie Sprinkle. Yeah. Yeah. Let me um, unmute this guest. Twenty seven has got their hand up. Go ahead, guest twenty seven. You've been unmuted. Hello. Hello.
9: Hello. I heard you guys talking about lawful money. Uh, do you even know what money is? It's only gold and silver. You need to look that up in the dictionary. It says coins and precious metals. Mm. I mean, that's just that. Yeah. Uh, and the reason you uh, turn your money into lawful money is so you can turn your money into United States notes. United States notes are non-taxable notes. But until you really get into it, you're never going to get it, you know. I mean, a lot of people say a lot of different things but uh we have to understand what it really is and what really makes lawful money because people are just lost about that, you know. I mean, they they really they they want to they don't want to pay taxes and you don't have to pay taxes and you don't pay tax on your labor. Okay? Right. You only pay tax on your on your uh
1: <laughs> Somebody's talking a horn.
9: No, you only pay you only pay tax on your your bonuses and stuff. But until the people understand what's really going on, they're mm. never going to get that.
3: You Alrighty.
9: know, you have to understand what's going on in life. I mean, until everybody gets on the same page, of how to destroy these guys because they are crooked, and they do a lot of things, you know, in life. And destroy a lot of people, and that's what they do that's that's what they do in life. I mean they destroy the people, and the people yeah. allow them to destroy them.
1: Well we're not going to allow them
9: well you you shouldn't, but I mean they do it all the time, and they and they make trumped up charges on the people because uh, they can do that and get away with it yeah that's you true. know i mean they i mean it's just like you got to have a witness an eyewitness that's seen you do something before you can say hey uh, nah this guy here but see the police don't never have eyewitnesses to see much of anything you know they just have people that say hey I uh, seen this guy do that. I think that was that guy. I not not for sure. It's just like your signature. It's not an authorized signature. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean it, it's 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 not an authorized signature. You got to understand what an authorized signature is.
3: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah.
9: I mean, you know, that's not my authorized signature. I didn't sign that. It's a copy of a someone's signature. It's it's nobody's. It's just a copy. And you've got to understand what that copy is. I mean, is that copy what you signed? No, that ain't what I signed. It's a damn copy of what I signed. I didn't sign nothing. That's why I just quit putting... I started putting X's on everything that I signed. I don't write my name or put my name out there or anything. You know, I just put an X there. And I don't pay taxes. I mean... You got to be smarter than the dumbest people. I mean, cuz the people are pretty dumb and they don't understand how to go about doing anything. You know, the people are just they're lost. They're, they want they want everything to be right. And the judges are crooked as crap.
4: Yeah. And they're
9: always going to be crooked. Because they work for the system and they're not supposed to bring the system down. It's just like an attorney. He can't bring the system down or else he has to pay restitution for everybody in the system. You know, so it's it's just a crooked deal. It's just a fantasy that the people are just under. And I tell you what, if you guys really want to learn something, let's know Curtis Collin And that guy, he's a smart guy. And then you'll kind he's of.
1: He's been on off. our call.
9: Yeah, he's been on your call. And oh, Ed Revere, he, he's a smart guy. So yeah. if you really want to know how to keep out of all this stuff, just, you know, you can use their territory jurisdiction. It only costs you $5. Send, send you a, a money order through the mail to the clerk or to the damn Secretary of State or whatever. And just ask them where the territory, criminal territory jurisdiction for the United States is. I mean, if you really want to get smart, and you, then you can file the mail. Criminal from,
1: territorial so,
9: jurisdiction? Yeah. Is that what you said? Criminal territorial jurisdiction. The situs, the the place that the crime was committed. It's called the situs. It's, it's the place where the crime was committed. And there's no... <laughs> The people are still lost in this world, and, and sooner or later, oh, they'll wake up. I'm not saying that they're not going to wake up. I'm just saying that they're lost, and and we really need to fight these guys together. Yeah. You know what I, I mean, I mean, we all need to get on the same page, learn how to fight these guys, and, and learn to take them. Because I mean, when you send that five dollar money order to them, and you write demand for lawful money pursuant to Title 12, Section 411, then you have them because they don't send you back a document or they will return your $5 money order. Most of the time, they will just take that $5 money order, throw it in the trash, or they will cash it. When they cash it, then you go to the Postmaster General, then you file mail fraud charges on them, then you got them locked in, and you don't have to worry too much about anything else because they're stuck in that hole. Okay. You know,
0: but hi, Angela. Just,
9: you got a line going on.
0: Okay. Thanks you guys for having a really me.
1: Nice well, you can continue to participate in the conversation. You don't have to leave.
0: I got two two points or things.
1: Go ahead, Ronnie. Uh,
0: those two guys that guy keeps talking about is Bob McNeil and I think Mike. Is it Mike Ellis? Last
3: name Ellis. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But like Peter and that winningham guy, you you can't play around with these things. If if somebody's violating your rights or you can prove they're committing fraud, go after them relentlessly. But do it right. Yeah. but But uh, I, I think that. Collect your evidence. Uh, I think that Glenn winningham guy is. uh I think the records are showing he may have tried to smuggle weapons into Canada, so that's a uh, I want to watch out for that one.
1: <laughs> Who? Glenn Winnie? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think he huh? he may be he may have got so sue happy he thought he could smuggle, allegedly smuggle weapons into oh. Canada, but that was, I that mean, was yeah. a while back.
1: They might have said smuggle, but he might have had a gun in the glove box and forgot about. Yeah, it.
0: Yeah, we we don't have the details, but anyway, I'm going to ask you another question. I'm not an expert on this. I, I follow the people who follow. So, <laughs> Jeffrey, if if you wish, or others, would you would you want to uh, discuss what's confusing the heck out of us? And that's the Frank Russo thing.
1: Oh, I don't care. Well, because we've only got about no ten pictures. minutes left.
0: There were no pictures. Huh? There were no pictures. But it's coming up uh, found in this home, according to the article. And it's coming up to, the, to to Friday, which is tomorrow, which was the trial date, but yet he pleads guilty and gets 20 years, but it's got to serve like nine and a half. So why did he plead guilty to something that didn't exist?
1: Yes, just, that was it's my all, question. It's
0: all, yeah, it's all weird.
1: Why would anybody admit to something they didn't do? Even if they promised you never get any jail time, just admit you did this? That's a, that's a shameful thing to admit. The only
0: thing we can think of is the test of, or the statement by the uh, uh, the uh, what do you call it defendant or no the the young 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 lady and Frank's testimony and he never rescinded it so I'm just wondering how why what happened what went wrong here
1: uh, yeah what happened what went wrong where was that girl anyway I mean <laughs> was she I don't know I guess um. It was like five days before a
0: trial. How do you go a year and suddenly plead guilty like five days before?
1: Oh, is that what happened?
0: That's what the evidence shows, yeah.
1: Oh, I thought he admitted to it back at the beginning.
0: No, he made a statement uh, allegedly that he did it. You know, Carl and others say, yeah. well, he just wanted to tell them what they wanted to hear so he can get home and feed the chickens and drive the truck. So a year not... a year goes by. You sure I, do you
9: hate old Carl, don't you, buddy? In five you days do.
0: before the trial.
9: I mean, you hate that guy because he's he's done some stuff that you couldn't figure out, right?
0: Oh, I don't. Whatever that guy just said, Think I do or not have any hate, or I don't know what he's talking about. But I'm just or dislike.
9: You know, you dislike Carl. You know, you 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 don't understand how he goes about finding out things that he knows. I mean, it's just like Ed Revere or Curtis Collenbeck. You really don't understand much in, in life, do you?
0: Well, if, if Angela permits, I'll try to answer your questions. Carl has all this stuff he talks about. He has evidence, no evidence that it applies to him because he can't get out of speeding tickets. How do you
9: get evidence? Do you even know?
0: Registration, whatever he's he's going through.
9: Do you know and how can... you get evidence?
0: And Aquila apparently was writing letters to Frank back and forth, but Carl couldn't get a letter in you know,
9: yeah, yeah, you can write letters to the judge. You can write letters to the Secretary of State. You can write letters to the Attorney General. You want to compound all of your evidence, and then that way you can use them because no one's going to answer the same thing twice. They're not going to give you the same damn answer. And so then you got him for lying. And if you can prove someone's lying, what is he? He's a Who's liar. speaking?
0: Who is that color there? Who are you?
9: Uh, my
0: name is Doug. Doug, you sound hostile tonight. Everything okay?
9: No, no, no. I'm just letting you know. I mean, you sound like you're, uh, you know, pretty disgruntled about everything in life. I mean, you know, you make your own bed and you live in it. You know, if you want to pay taxes, go ahead. That's your prerogative. You can do that if you wish. I don't.
0: What does it have to do with? Uh, uh, what does? It, what does it have to do with Frank
9: Huh?
0: What do does paying taxes have to? What does paying taxes have to do with Frank Russo have, pleading it guilty?
9: It don't have nothing to do with Frank. I'm just, I'm just, I'm defending Carl because Carl's not here to defend himself. But you're sure every, every, every time it seems like you always bring up his name about doing this or doing that or something else, you know. And you really need to. If you have a problem with old Carl, you ought to get with him and talk to him so you can learn something or he can learn something from you. That I way agree, you but on I, don't, the main I don't
0: remember in the statement about the article and Frank pleading guilty, I don't remember mentioning Carl, so I don't know what you're talking about. Thank you, Angela. I'm going to mute out. Yeah.
9: Okay. Hey, Andrew, no, I... sorry about that. I mean, I, I hate to do that to people because, I mean, they they like to bring up things In the past, they live in the past. Or they want to live in the future. Let's just live now. How can I destroy these guys now? Right now, how can I destroy them? I can write a letter. I can send them a $5 money order. Hey, if they cash it, that's great. I just got them for mail fraud. I'm just going to push their buttons now with the postmaster general and file charges against these people. These people are so dumb. I mean, the police, the attorneys... The sheriff, everybody, you can get, you could, you, it's trickery. It's, it's, yeah. and you get them all to make up a different story, so they all lie a little bit. And then when you go to court, you say, hey, I got this, 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 this guy's lying. You, you know, already? I uh-huh. had him on the stand, he's lying about it. It's just like I... the police officers. You know, when I took the police officers to court, what did I do? First thing I did, I went to the Secretary of State, and I asked for the license for the police department. Well, they don't have a license. They can't practice law in the state of Texas. They don't have no license. So I have evidence right there. I got a piece of paper from who? The Secretary of State that controls all the licensings of the people. And so if you're not licensed to practice law, it's just like a lawyer. You want to get a lawyer? You can get a lawyer. You can get anybody that says, oh, I have the right to practice law in this state. You ain't got the right to practice law in this state. Sorry, bud. But nobody really wants to take the time and effort to prosecute these guys or to trick them or to do whatever they can to destroy their reputation because they're all a bunch of crooks. Okay, that They are. Okay. Them, Hold, on them- Guess
1: seven, Hold on a second. Guess twenty seven, Hold on a second. Mike, GM, you were unmuted. Did you want to participate in the conversation? We have five minutes left.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to say real
8: quick that Roddy k has been trolling these calls and bashing Carl for a while. He likes to twist information and stuff and make people look bad. It's better just to ignore him.
9: Yeah, that's right. right. I mean, but somebody has to take up for Carl once in a while because Carl's a good guy, you know, and I don't mind taking on that guy any time and prove that hes he doesn't know what he thinks he knows. You know what I mean? Okay.
8: Yeah I, yeah, I get you. It's just he won't go away. He'll keep doing it. It's better to ignore him. You'll just end up getting in long arguments, and it's pointless. It's not going to go anywhere. Just ignore him.
9: Okay.
1: Donaldson, you don't use four letters on the
9: chat. Hey, everybody... Everybody, my name's Doug, and hey, Doug. and and I live on the land on Texas, not in the state of Texas. I live on the land mm-hmm. of Texas. So you guys have a nice evening, and God speed and bless you all. May God turn you around and let you see the light. So when you go to crush these guys, you know exactly what to do, how to crush them. All you got to do. God bless
1: do, you, Doug.
9: Very soon bye bye.
1: Thank you so much for coming on. Okay everybody, it's been fun. Uh oh. T man, go ahead, you're our last one. Go ahead, T Man, you've been unmuted. Okay, I guess you're gone. Well that was weird. All right everybody. It was fun. It was a good call. I like Pete Hendrickson, and he's always entertaining when he comes on, and amusing, and educational, and all that stuff. So we're off can to I, a good start so far. Rebut but what?
0: Mike Miller. He, he ran off a guest the other night, it caused me a troll. I just look at the paperwork like like anybody else and see what the record shows. I haven't been trolling. <laughs> They hate that. Uh, When you ask for Carl's,
1: where's his victories at again?
0: What did he do? Uh, Oh, you're a troll. Eh,
1: We're not going to talk bad about Carl. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, everybody. (laughs) Guess that's it. Um, Have a great weekend. Uh, We'll see you next Thursday. I'm working on a good lineup for this year. So it should be good and educational and fun and all like that. Um, what did I want to? Oh, um, well, I guess I won't. I won't mention anything right now. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and close out the call. It's been fun. I love you guys. Take care of each other, and we'll see you next time. And uh, have fun.